Hello, and welcome to A Product of Proverbs. I'm Joshua Fowler, the host of this podcast in which I sit down with my co-host and dad, Reverend Roy Fowler, to discuss life and how to navigate through the ups and downs. This podcast is all about sharing wisdom, thus looking at the book of Proverbs as our roadmap on how to live a healthy and fulfilling life. I guess today is navigating through the ups and downs because we're going through a down right now. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's yeah. different. It's just an eerie feeling, an eerie time. Even when you wake up in the morning, it feels different. Uh, throughout the day, things just feel different. Even on the weekends, even though weekends would still be the same routine, but it still have a different feel to it. We have to uh, introduce this episode. This is our kind of coronavirus yeah, COVID-19 yeah. episode, we wanted to come and talk about kind of what's going on in the current time and really see how we can use God's Word and see how we can use each other and see how we can use wisdom, the knowledge that we know like, to get through this. As you just stated, we've seen this before. You've seen the uh, Y2K, the financial crisis of 08, the Zika, the, the SARS, all these different global scares. And they weren't all labeled pandemics. You can't say epidemics, but just even thinking 9-11, just a time of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, just I remember that it, one. Seeing how people react in times of uncertainty, in times of like just not really knowing what's going on, not really knowing what the next day, the next week holds. And there's some things we can learn from this time because... As we've seen it in the past, we have to be aware that we're going to make it through this. Yeah, yeah. And then we got to also be aware we're going to see it again. It's going to have a different name. It might not be the exact same thing, but you'll see something that causes us to realize what's important, what's essential. And that's what's happened even with this. People have changed their mindsets. For one thing, it's caused us to slow down. We're not as busy as we used to be. We're able to... Uh, appreciate the f people that you have with you, which is really good. And I think even that is good in the fact that it allows parents to connect with their children, spend more quality time with them. I, I think families are going to be stronger through it. I think our community is going to be stronger through it because eventually we're going to either have to work together or fight each other. And I think we know we need to work together because if we fight each other, nobody wins. And I think that's gonna be an improvement. I also think the church is gonna be stronger. It's given us a chance to really reevaluate what's important and what's priority. We're not to be worried by this, nor be alarmed by it, because it's gonna happen. And we just gotta to continue to trust him through it. Now, do a lot of Old Testament reading, and maybe the sin of the, a sin of the nation, sin of the people, um, disregard for God's law or word may have caused discipline from God and everybody had to endure the discipline. And it could be a thing like that, you know. But one thing about it, I know this too shall pass. Some will be, you know, some will come to it and some won't. Um, it's going to affect, uh, we never know who's going to be affected. I think that's one of the things about it is that you don't know who is going to affect. 9-11 we knew what was going to happen. We were going to fight. Mm -hmm. And we knew who we were going to fight, kind of. But we knew what to do. But here, who do you fight? There's nothing, no one to fight. This is also a time where 
Uh, I know it's a, it's kind of a dark time and we do have to be serious, but we can inject just a slight bit of humor into it because uh, both of us do have a background in if you've seen Undercover Brother, you remember Conspiracy Brother Jones. Yes, I do. <laughs> Conspiracy yeah. Brother Jones always is digging just a little bit deeper. He's always finding something hidden and a secret meaning. And that's part of the uncertainty of this time. And that's one of the things that I feel like is going to lead to a lot of fear and fear-based action and fear-based thinking is not knowing who we're fighting. You can come up with a million conspiracies. It's this government, it's that government, it's these people, it's, it's for this, it's that. Yeah. Reason. But at the end of the day, even in your conspiracies, like the conspiracy people for different events throughout history might have been on a good track and could actually have some faith and think that this might actually be what's going on. But in this instance, you really just shooting in the dark. You... Dang, yeah, you chasing the wind. Cause and even if you know, what are you gonna? You know, it's not gonna stop what it's doing. To know, it won't really make a difference on our part, because the effect of it will still be experienced and felt by everybody that it touches. You know, and it's gonna touch all of us, everybody. You know, for years to come, because all this money they're talking about, trying to stimulate the economy and help the people. Remember. Nothing's free. Nothing's free. I was listening on the news. They're talking about a trillion dollars, maybe two trillion dollars. No, so that's got to come from somewhere. You know, it's going to have to be paid back. We're already way in the hole, you know. This is what I think about. And as with every episode, we have a proverb that goes with our main theme. And we do have a proverb and a meaning behind today's episode, even with it being uh, a coronavirus or kind of COVID-19 update. Uh, the proverb for today is Proverbs 29 and 13. It says, the poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. And what I'm noticing uh, throughout this coronavirus time is that we're all coming together as humans, and we're having a kind of humbling experience where everyone is losing, everyone is scared, your money can't save you from the coronavirus. The things that you have that don't really mean anything, you might not even be able to access them. You think we have national lockdowns. Think about how I always said, I want to buy a house in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. What good that do me right now? Yeah. Think about that. Think about the richest man and the poorest man have this in common, that they have to trust in God and that God's will for their life will be seen through this time. Like, You know, what you do find is people that has never called on God calling for God's help. And you're right because, you're, you know, there's only so much your money will do, your status will do, your position will do. And um, this coronavirus don't care nothing about your money, status, or position. Um, and that's one thing about it. We're all on the same playing field. And it just uh, happens like that. Now, some might have a little more stockpile than others, but at the end of the day, you die with your toys. 
bottom line. Yeah, when you think about it. Because, I mean, Yeah. It don't matter. Anybody can feel the impact of this, the harm well, of this. Think about it. Um, that's been announced already. Major actors, uh, athletes. And people say, oh, man, so-and-so's got it. Wow. He's a uh, major Hollywood star. He's a great basketball player, football player, or whatever, you know. It doesn't care. The the mother that takes her child, the the nurse, the doctor, it doesn't matter who you are. Anybody can be affected by this. It puts us all on the same playing field. And it makes us all realize that we all kind of need the same things at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Because... We are fighting for the same, most simple things in the world. And it's just like, you walk through the grocery stores, you walk through just anywhere. We were at the gun store the other day and just looking at the empty racks, the empty shelves. And it's just like thinking about, these people are really panicking. I remember one time watching one of those uh, Doomsday Prepper shows. And this husband and wife, they had everything. I mean, they was prepared for everything except falling out of love with each other and getting a divorce. And now, instead of worrying about how to survive the apocalypse, they're wondering about how they're going to divide what they've stocked and stored up. And I said, see, we as people need to realize we are very vulnerable. And I think that's one thing this coronavirus shows us, just how vulnerable we really are. We ain't really got it all together. We just don't. That's just the way it is. I think a lot of America, though, looking for something like this. I mean, they want a reason to shoot their guns and do different things. Um, my question is, and maybe y'all can answer this, what's up with the toilet paper? <laughs> I mean, you hear more news about toilet paper than anything else. I mean, people are asking for toilet paper. You mentioned not water, and then you got on to me today about talking about stocking up on food for the dogs. Well, I got to take care of my dogs. They can't go out and take care of themselves. I hear that, but if it's about to be the corona apocalypse, they got to eat too. We can give the dogs like scraps and the food we throw away and our We bones. don't give our dogs scraps and bones. But it's the corona apocalypse. We not going to have no food for us to have to eat their dog food. It has to be the other way around. But, yeah, I'm wondering, though, the toilet paper is the biggest commodity. You know what? We need to stock up on toilet paper so we can sell it. I just don't get it. I don't get it either. Well, I don't know. Americans do eat a lot. <laughs> Horrible diets. <laughs> That's going to have to change, too. Yeah, people Just are, because of the fact that we'll have limited resources. I think that, I think the biggest question is how long does this go on for? And that we can't answer. I do believe that if they come with this two-week shutdown that we keep hearing about, I don't think that's going to be the end of it. That's, I don't know where this ends. That's where I get not really scared but defensive at, and then I can feel the people just stockpiling on ammo and guns and stuff. If they already are shutting down businesses or shutting down where you can go and can lock you down in your homes and have the National Guard or Army patrolling, then... What happens, like, next? That happens for two weeks, and then they just let you go. Everyone goes back, or they're already rationing off. You can only get this much of this food. You can only get this much of this ammo. You can only buy this much at one time. 
I get it for just the logistics. Everyone has to be able to get some. But then also, it's kind of too much control. Like I told you the other day, I feel like we're losing freedoms. Yeah, but the thing about it, I don't think that would happen if people didn't run out. And I got to blame the media for that because they breed panic. They cause the panic and people are afraid and they run out and they they get everything they can. They're not thinking about anybody else. And that's the problem. And then when I've listened to our, our governor say, you know, don't be so in a rush you know, save some for your neighbor. Uh, but we're not doing that. And unless we do that, that's what brings about these mandates from the government because you got to be able to take care of everybody. Everybody's got to be able to get something, you know. I looked what we saw a picture the other day that lady with them two big old um, shopping, shopping carts. carts full of stuff. And she probably yeah. lived by herself. But, you know, people are still stockpiling. So that's why you have to put limits on what people can get. Like that one man in Tennessee that bought all that hand sanitizer. And then they shut, they down shut him page. down. They shut him down. He bought all the hand sanitizer. Ain't really much different than people going to get all they can just for themselves. But, yeah, we are losing control. And the question is, once they've taken that control, taken away our choices and freedoms, I don't think it's going to come back. What I'm more worried about is they giving a percent of it back and we being grateful for not realizing that we used to have 100% of that. Now we now got, we got 75. Yeah. Now we got 80%. And yeah. we're like, yay, we got 80% of our freedoms back. We don't realize that at one point we had 100% of these freedoms. Yeah. And then they keep us so panicked and, and just kind of shocked and shook that we running out the stores. Because think about it. All of these people that stockpiling, a lot of them are those that don't really know where next month's rent is coming from. Yeah. Those that yeah. are wanting $1,000 from the government or those that are wanting some help and support. And then, but they just spent all of this unnecessarily on stockpiling when they could have had that for what's to come. Because we don't know if this is a two week, four week. My job told me be prepared to work from home in six to eight weeks. If it's that wow. long, what about there are people that jobs that can't work from home? Yeah, see, they can't work. Think about the people that, like, I've been working from home and working remotely for years now. So it's like I'm able to navigate through that, understand going into the office, but also working from home certain days of the week so that I have access to VPNs and certain meeting tools like Zoom and go to meet and I understand scheduling and kind of relationship management remotely think mm -hmm. about the people that have been in person in office for so long maybe their whole career that won't know how to navigate that landscape that it might be cool a couple weeks but then by month two so much production has went down or focus and just kind of morale has gone down so much it's going to be a long-term impact like oh yeah it's a long-term impact even now it's going to be yeah. long-term and we don't know what's going to really happen. And that's kind of the fear factor is not knowing. Honestly, we never really knew. Like I, I tell, always say, you know, all we got is today. That's yeah. really all you ever got. And really, you ain't even got today. You got now in reality. So we really had like a false sense of security and stability. And this letting us know really how unstable things are and how unstable we are even in dealing with this. But I still say the media has played a big part, and they always have. And not only that, just look at all the movies 
that Hollywood have made about something like this. So now, and you you see how that played out, and we see this playing out the same way. So that even builds on that fear. Like me, what time is it? It's not time for The Walking Dead, is it? <laughs> I love to watch The Walking Dead. I look at those things, and I don't see those things as being a reality. Not that. People start acting like that. Well, as far as taking mm -hmm. and trying to get what they can, killing people, um, yeah, I can see that happening, but I don't see anybody walking around slow walking like this and then wanting to eat somebody's brain or bite them on the arm or something, then they turn into another walker. You can take that a step further. These video games, I was talking to Daniel and Matthew, Fortnite for a couple of years now is all about looting. It's all about you drop in, you don't have anything, you land, you go through houses, you go through buildings, you take guns, you take health, you take armor, you take ammo, and then you use that with your team or by yourself to go and kill other people, take what they had, and then go, and the last man standing wins. This has been a game that kids to adults have been playing for a few years now. And way before that, you had a game called Grand Theft Auto. Now, Grand Theft Auto might be a little, yeah, you're right. It's taking people cars and stuff, killing them. You're right, because I'm going to have to watch out for the keys to this Jeep, because it's the perfect Corona apocalypse. Hey, somebody be trying to get it. You know, we're laughing about that and making jokes about it, but it can come to that. We're praying and believing that it won't and hoping that it won't. But we don't know, and that's the thing. We've never experienced anything like this before. And it affects so many people. I mean, we just don't know. It's, what's crazy about it to me is the fact that it's a silent enemy because you could have it and not show a single symptom. I know. And be passing it and just doing everything yes. everywhere. And That is so true. And that's the scary part because we don't want to infect anybody. But we don't even know if we're infected or not. You know, And that's why I still say we need to take the necessary precautions, do those safe practices, always wash your hand, be careful in touching different things, and, and try not to touch your face. If that's the only way you can get it, I don't know, that's what they say. Try to stay out of people's faces. Uh, and really, if you kind of kind of sick a little bit, you need to really think about quarantining yourself. Maybe not go in the house and lock up. But don't be around people and be very careful and cautious in what you do. We got to do all we can to try to stop this thing from spreading, if we can. I don't even know if we can or not. And then what I think about, and it's kind of been bugging me throughout this, is a lot of the precautions that you should take to prevent the coronavirus or spreading it or infecting other people. It's stuff you should have been doing all along to an extent. If you yep. were kind of sick, you shouldn't have been around people. But you just, oh, it's just a cold. Let me go about everything. People with the full-blown flu just kind of going about their business as much as they can because they feel like they can't stop. The coronavirus is something new, but fear, I guess fear and uncertainty is something that we've seen in times before. And we kind of know how to get through that. And that's to stay together. Yeah. To come together as people. And I guess that's horrible advice for the coronavirus because you can't come together. You have to stay apart. But to come together and right. support. Right, right. <laughs> and like yeah. love and communicate with your people and work together from a safe social distance. You have to keep 
Yeah, man. I guess that's horrible advice. You can't. That's what you, we, we got to come together like and stay apart. You can come together, but stay six feet apart. Uh, come the, together, but stay six feet apart, man. Even outside of the coronavirus, when we can come back in contact with one another, if we can never see each other again outside of Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, if we can never see each other in person again. Just make sure you show love and focus on the essentials. I think we will. I think this will have shown us the importance of relationship and community. That goes back to an episode we had earlier. Community. That's what we're supposed to be, and that's what we haven't been uh, in a long time. But I think this going to cause us to understand the value of community, of relationship, of people interacting and being together. Because that's how we were created anyway, but we've been we've been divided. We've divided each other. But this thing, this COVID nineteen shows us how important it is for us to come together. I don't know if it was you I was talking to or somebody. I've talked to more of my minister and pastor friends in the last week than I have all of this year total. And see, that's something that should be happening all the time anyway. We should always be communicating and in and encouraging one another and we should do that as a people as well and that's one of the benefits if you could say that of this coronavirus uh, epidemic outside of people it also teaches us of the mentality we need and how to manage our finances and manage our time because we're gonna have a lot of free time we have had if you've been kind of sidelined or stuck at home and in the next two weeks, if this lockdown that's on the horizon actually comes, you can have a lot of time at home, and which will turn to a lot of free time. You can only scroll on your phones so much. You can only play so many video games. You can only even read so many books. You have to find ways to keep yourself entertained and keep yourself productive and keep yourself upbeat and keep your spirits high while you're stuck in one place. Yeah. That's going to be very essential because a lot of things that we were doing to keep our spirits high were kind of non-essentials. Going back to your finances, when we get back right, you're going to realize, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be spending my money on all this stuff. I don't need to do that stuff. Also, that stuff isn't really in a responsible and safe budget of mine because I should probably be saving more. I should probably have an emergency savings. I should probably yeah. have oh, yeah. a little float where I'm not so worried where five days of shutdown really have impacted my way of life. But you got to be intentional about that. You got to wake up in the morning and write out a to-do list and say, today I want to do these things. Today I want to accomplish these things. Today this is what I'm going to do so that you don't look up and it's that night and right. you haven't done anything Right. Day. Yeah, you got to be intentional. So be intentional with your time. Be intentional with your plan. Write out a plan. Even if you don't know if we're going to start regular life back in two weeks, four weeks, four months, think about and start planning like, okay, well, when we do start back, I want to do these things. I want to start living and spend my time these ways. These are the goals that I'm going to set for myself because this is really just a reset. This yeah, is a, yeah. This is a sit back down and think about what you really need to be doing. Think about what you really need to have. Think about what really matters. Just a reset for America and the world to really chill out, refocus, and we'll see what's important. We'll see what's not important. 
And like you said about your finances, you'll have extra money because you realize you didn't, you don't need that. And I think that's going to cause us to gain a different perspective about different things as well, which is good. So there's always, God always brings good out of bad situations. We just got to be willing to look for it. And then when we see the difference and to make the changes, let us keep going forward with it. Don't fall back. Don't fall back because you'll see that. I remember one time I had a bad habit and my dad, um, he called himself tricking me. And he said, uh, it was a habit I had that I did uh, all the time. And he said, if you don't do this for seven days, I'll give you a certain amount of money. You know, I was a kid. And, you know, kids like money. So I went seven days and I wouldn't do it. Well, what it was, I'll go ahead and tell you. When I would get mad, I would just start rocking real hard. And the more they talked, the harder I would rock. And it's just something I did. And I remember Dad, I was probably six, seven years old, maybe eight. He made that deal with me. So I went seven days and I never rocked because I was wanting that money because I was going to win. And I won, all right? He said, if you went seven days, you can go from now on. And if you do it again, he told me what he's going to do to me. So we got these 14 days, 21 days. He tricked me. So we got this time that we can uh, not do the things that we have a, had a habit of doing. Then no sense in starting back doing them because you don't have to. All right, Josh, recompose uh, and continue. Well, so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. This is another episode of A Product of Proverbs. We thank y'all for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Product of Proverbs to stay up to date on all new episodes. And subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on. We're on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anything you could think of, we're probably there. So thank you to our listeners. We really do appreciate it. And we'll be back next week.